I know, I know. I was off last week. I actually did the podcast. I recorded it. I had it all ready. And it's one of those things where you go back after the fact and you go, Ugh, I don't know if I'm going to post that. So I didn't post that. But I'm back this week. Last week, the mood was a little off. This week, mood is good. But we'll talk about the times when the mood is a little off. He's not just hi, Dad. He's my dad. James Gutman. What's up, guys? James Gutman here on Hi, I'm Dad. Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I am glad to be back here on HiPodOnDad.com. If you found me there, maybe you found me on Spotify, on you know a million other services that I name every time, and you get it at this point. It's everywhere. So anywhere you find me, thank you. Subscribe. Hit the bell. I don't know. Do the stuff. Thank you. I appreciate the support. It's been fantastic. Also, all the people checking me out on highblogomdad.com twice a week, Monday, Wednesday. I don't know. Things are just going great. Loving it. Loving uh, interacting with you guys and hearing from you. I appreciate it. Now, as you heard at the very beginning of the show, the pre-bumper, the little minute, I guess you could call it, when my, when my daughter was little, we used to watch the Brady Bunch. And right at the very end, after the show would end, they would come back and they would do like a 30-second kind of like post-credit thing right before the final credits roll. Um, and we called it a little minute. I'd be like, are you done watching the show? She's like, daddy, just a little minute. Just a little minute. So that was a little minute right at the beginning. Um, yeah, as I said in a little minute, last week I wasn't here. I actually recorded a podcast. It was done. And I went back and I listened to it and I go, that's not a good one. <laughs> um, and the reason why I think is that, as you guys know, I mean, I've been going through some stuff, nothing major, but just annoying stuff I'm kind of dealing with. Uh, one day we'll talk about it, but nothing huge. Uh, so I haven't really been in the best spirits. And to be honest with you, in writing a blog, it's easy. You just type it out. It'd be fun. It could be jovial. But doing a podcast, you got to sound up. You got to be unhappy. You got to find the right things to talk about. And I don't know if I necessarily did that last week. I went back and I listened to it. And I'm like, I sound miserable. So I pulled it. I apologize. But what I figured we would do this week is talk a little bit about this. Because as you guys know, man, I've struggled with moods my whole life, bipolar, dealing with, you know, happy, sad, all this stuff in between. And I've kind of come to think of myself as a even-tempered guy for the most part, which is a huge, huge deal for me. I've talked before about how back in 2012, December of 2012, just coming up on the 10-year anniversary, after I'd had my surprise quintuple bypass, um, I had to change my approach to everything. And when I say my approach to everything, I'm talking about my aggravation, my anger. When I say anger, it's weird because I've never been one of these like, you know, go crazy kind of guys, but I did get highly agitated. I've broken things when I was younger and, and hit walls and stuff. Me and my friend used to headbutt the wall at the bars. Weird nonsense guy stupidity. But I was always kind of high strung. I was always angry. I was always ready to fight. I was always ready for someone to accuse me of something. And what's going to happen next? And then I had my heart surgery. And I realized when they kept telling me all the things I had to change, that that was the main thing that really needed to change. Because my diet wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. I cut out meat, cut out all this stuff. Now I'm a pescatarian. Hoop-de-doo. But that really wasn't the thing that did it. It was a genetic condition but if there's anything about me and something that I knew from when I had the heart attack was immediately before the heart attack, I had gone, I don't say nuts, but I, I got really angry. I was on the phone with somebody, didn't like it, 
yelled. And I, it was one of those things where I yelled and I felt it in the back of my throat. Like, you know, this whole, you know, over the top kind of thing that you're embarrassed by as soon as it's over. I've had those, you ever have those? You react to something really strong and then it's done. And everyone's like, okay, okay. And then you're just like, I look stupid. <laughs> That's I don't like those kind of yelling fits. So after the surgery, I had gone back home. I told the story before that I was really struggling and I went into my bedroom and I locked the door and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, you're going to die if you don't get this all out of your system. And for like 10 minutes, I don't know, it was timeless. Whatever the time period was that went by, I got it out of my system. I hit things and yelled. And I don't know, it wasn't like a switch being hit for the most part, but it kind of was because after that, things changed. I went from, and I've told this story a million times the first time i watched this this pitcher of water had fallen off the counter onto the floor and there would have been a time where i would have like freaked out like, oh my god i don't know why you imitate what you see you imitate the things that you grow up around the adults that you knew so when i saw this you know i would freak out and this time i didn't i watched it i watched it all pour out and i was just like ah. Huh. and now because of that i really find that for the most part i'm pretty even tempered i don't like to yell i don't like to scream i have my moments though and it's funny because sometimes you wonder, I'm like, am I, am I like this forever? Like, am I no longer, what would I do if confronted with something? And I've had issues. I, I wrote a blog a while back called Click, Click, uh, Boom. And, and keep in mind, there's going to be some, some language in this. So again, prefacing it, if you're not into foul language, then this one's going to have some, um, I remember there was one time I was driving and it takes something to do it. This is what's kind of scary is it's like a, like a click, you know, <laughs> like if the wrong person steps up to you, you're going to respond. And what I think I've discovered is that I try not to do that with people that I care about that are in my life. I try not to freak out and scream and yell because you want those people in your life. You want to make everything nice. You want everything to be good. I don't do that. Um, and I don't do it over stupid stuff. Like I don't do it over, you know, someone cutting me off in, in traffic. I don't do it over, you know, some dumb thing. A blatant disrespect is kind of a, a big deal for me. I'm from Long Island. I'll play this card, maybe Italian, you know, whatever, whatever you want to say it is. But I don't, I don't like people. I don't disrespect anybody else. If anything, I think I'm over courteous. You know, thank you. Hey, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's me. So I do that because I figure if I do that, and you're still a jerk to me, then I'm right. And that's it. You deserve this. So there was one story. I wrote about it. Again, bad language. I was driving to my son. I was having a party at school. I was driving to the school where my son was having a party. And he was young, still kind of struggling a little bit. Special needs. Uh, he's, you know, he has autism. It's nonverbal. Sometimes it was rough, especially early on, coming to grips with that. And going to these parties was always hard because I always especially in the beginning, felt like it was a display of like what he couldn't do. And it took a while for me to really get okay with everything. And now I'm at the point where I see how wonderful it is. You know, autism appreciation. I've said it before. He's, he's a wonderful boy. And a lot of it is because it was autism. When I stopped looking at who I wanted him to be versus who he was, you know, you guys, I've said it a million times. This was before a lot of that. And I'm driving up to the school and I'm passing by the high school and it's around, you know, one o'clock noon or whatever. And at the high school by where I live, they let all these kids out. The seniors get out for lunch. And there is a mass exodus across the street where they all go and they sit in the deli and the bagel store and they get in trouble and they get yelled at. Just high school kids being little jerks. And I'm driving. And as I get to the high school, there's all these kids coming out of the school and it's like congested, you know, on the, on the road. All the cars are backed up and people walking around it. And they're all laughing at each other. I'm sitting there kind of zoning out. 
And I look up and as I look up, there's like a group of kids and this one guy, right? It was like a guy. It looked like he was a high school kid, but he was a senior. He kind of like locks eyes at me. He's laughing with his friends and he looks at me again, bad language. And he goes, fuck you. And I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I was not having a good day. It was like in Falling Down when the gangbangers confront Michael Douglas and he says, that's what happened. And I went halfway down the block and I made a U-turn. And I'm, at this point, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just doing it. And I make a U-turn and I come screeching up in front of the high school and I park half like on the sidewalk and I roll down the window and I look up. Everyone's watching because I just did this. I go, hey, hey, you. He looks over at me. Will you fucking say fuck you to me? And he's like, no, no. And I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't know what, what was going to happen. I didn't really think ahead about what was going to happen. But as I was rolling down the window, I thought, I'm going to have to fight all these kids. There's like a ton of kids. And he goes, no, no. And I go, damn right you didn't. And I just drove away. Because I didn't know. At that point, I'm like, all right. That was a day where I was like, okay, it's still there. <laughs> it still exists within me. I might be, you know, whatever. I heard like, you know, I, I, movies run through my head. I know movie quotes. I think about movie quotes. And I kept thinking about in, in Fight Club when uh, Brad Pitt just turns to Edward Norton and goes, where'd you go, psycho boy? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't a normal thing to do. But I was happy that it happened. I was happy that it came out. It reminded me there's certain things that should still be strong. And, and for me, I didn't completely give up confrontation. I didn't give up, you know, the possibility of, of having to fight a 16-year-old. I don't know what that was, but... Uh, I haven't given up all of my self-defense things. I save it for when it's important. And that reminded me of that. And that was one of the major ones. That was one of the funny ones because it left me dumbfounded. I really, I expected the kid to be like, yeah, I said it. And I'm like, I'm going to fight these kids. Didn't happen. Just, you know, no. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, cool. I'm going to go. And that was that. So I drove away. The other time it happened, check this out. This one I hadn't thought about in a while. It's been a long enough time has gone by. I used to live in a development a long time ago. And in this development, it was run by bored old people who would try to enforce laws. If anybody's ever been part of an HOA, you know what I'm talking about, where they make you, you know, decorate your house a certain way. They made us change our garage door. They did all this stuff. You got to pay for it. But they had a rule. Garbage had to be out after 5 p.m. If you put your garbage out at 4 p.m., you would get a call from the office. If you would... Go away on vacation and put your garbage out on like the day before because you're not going to be there. Call from the office. It happened all the time. And it was because there was one person who would walk around and look and tattle on garbage. And it drove me nuts. There was nothing worse than going on vacation. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going on vacation, all this stuff. I hated it. Hated this person, whoever it was, didn't know who it was. The day we moved out, I did not hire the movers. My ex hired the movers. Don't know where she found them. They were the worst movers of all time. I'm, I'm not even joking. Like, they moved the stuff to the new house, and, like, couches were piled up sideways. They left them like this. Everything was piled up, wrapped. I had to move stuff. It was terrible. The worst part was when we moved out, they left garbage all over the lawn. And when I say all over the lawn, I mean literally all over the lawn. They just threw everything out on the front lawn and left. And I'm standing there. I'm like, holy crap. It was terrible. Like, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm exhausted. It had been the whole day. I was dirty. And now I'm picking up pieces because they're over there putting stuff in the new house. So I'm not going to be like, come back and clean the yard. Like they're gone. So I'm cleaning it up and I'm exhausted. And I was still kind of friendly with my neighbors. And my neighbors had their friend and his wife come over. And as 
they come over, I'm standing there and I'm moving stuff. I'm out of breath. I put my hands on my hips. I'm just like looking at it all. I'm like, oh, I got to take care of this. Again, bad language incoming. And this guy, I'm going to say he was maybe 60, but he was like sturdy 60. He was like one of those kind of like bullyish 60-year-old guys who's like, you know, he's got a lot of arm hair, overly tan, not used to being told no. You know, looks like he still goes to the gym kind of guys. And he comes and he stands next to me. And I'm looking at it. And I've never met this guy before. Never seen him, never talked to him. And he goes, you gonna get the shit out of here? And I went, excuse me? What? And he goes, I said, are you gonna get the shit out of here? And that was it. And I'm thinking in my head, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm like, this is the guy. This is the guy that tattled on the garbage. He's gonna come over to me now. So I go, who are you talking to, bro? He's like, well, I go, who the fuck? Who the fuck are you? Who are you talking to, bro? I'm like, I don't know you. Who are you? And it's like, and it's one of those things where it starts coming out and it starts like going hard. Like more stuff's coming out. I'm like, I'm like, you talk to me like that. I don't know where you're from, bro. I'm like, oh my god. I'm got an accent now. It was everything was coming. And this guy was like, holy crap. And he's like. <laughs> And he's still, he's like, well, I'm just saying, you got to clean this up. He's like, Moonwalk. I go, what do you think I'm doing? What do you think I'm doing? I'm cleaning up right now. I'm cleaning up right now. And he's like, oh my God. And he's like backing away, backing away. And his wife goes, she goes, you people never follow the rules. I go, get out of here. And I'm pointing, I'm like, get in your car. And get out. I'm freaking out. And they left. And I was like, wow. I didn't, okay, I guess I still do that too. I didn't, it had been a while. It had been a few years. And it's funny, they sent the maintenance guy over and the maintenance guy pulls up and I knew this guy for years. Um, I'll give him a fake name, like Bill. So Bill pulls up and he's like, uh, hey, hey, I'm like, hey, they called you. He's like, yeah. He's like, you told that guy to go fuck himself? <laughs> I go, yeah. He's like, that guy's such a dick. I'm like, that was great. It was this whole thing. We're all laughing. But now I moved out. Doesn't matter. He's mad now. This guy, obviously, he's like the head of the whatever. But they can't do anything. We moved. We're gone. We left. That was our final day. The thing that they were most mad about was, check this out. How stupid is this? We moved out on a Saturday. Garbage comes on Tuesday. goes out on Monday. So garbage had to be out on the curb all weekend. They can't see it. They don't want to see the garbage. It's an eyesore for three days. So it's a huge, huge deal. So the office manager calls me after I've moved. And she's like, yeah, listen. You know, she goes over the whole thing with me. You know, they, they're upset. They, you know, you have to send a letter. I'm not sending you anything. I said, I'm not putting anything in writing. I'm done. Whatever. I'm not doing it. I knew somebody who still lived in that development. And after I'd moved out, they had put a stipulation that anybody who moves in has to put a $500 deposit down in case they move out on an off day, it gets taken away because it, it's like a fee for having to stare at the garbage. Essentially, James's law was adopted <laughs> because of me moving out of, out of my development. And uh, yeah, I think about that sometimes, especially on times where I'm really chill. You know, and I talked about this month. This has been a very bizarre month for me. Um, this whole year has been bizarre. It's been a roller coaster year. Up, down, up, down, up, down. And I'm noticing now that I'm handling things really chill. And I'm proud of myself for it. And it's good. And I know I still have the ability to <laughs> explode if I have to. But I think finally, as an adult as I've grown, I've learned to temper when to do it and when not to do it. That doesn't mean I don't every once in a while freak out over something ridiculous. Arrested Development fans who ate all my hard-boiled eggs. But I don't let it consume me anymore. I don't let it take over my entire 
thought process. I try not to. Not to say that it might not happen again. It hasn't happened recently, and I feel good about that. I'm proud of myself for putting it together. Because at the end of the day, it only hurts. And that's what's crazy about it, is I've talked before about how the things that I didn't worry about, like a heart surgery, ended up being an issue in my life. And things that I did worry about, random nonsense that I would create scenarios in my head, never happened. So worrying always felt a little silly to me. But on top of it, and I wrote this quote in the blog last week, and I made a little meme image about it. I brought it up because I was referring to my rough mornings sometimes with getting my son. My son is nonverbal. He has autism. And I was kind of spelling out a lot of the, the pain and worry and things that go through your mind on mornings like that. As a special needs parent, it was an important thing for me to write. And one of the things being the worry that we all have on really rough mornings, thinking like, how is he going to be an adult doing this? And there's a lot of you know, projecting into the future. There's a lot of worry. There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of, you know, I don't know, hurt, concern. I want to take care of this kid forever. I want him to be great. But I wonder, I'm like, if he doesn't improve and I'm getting older, what's going to happen? So all that goes through your head. But I wrote, and I rarely read things I've written out loud, but I was, I was proud of writing this because it's one of those things that as I wrote it, it applied to me right now and it felt good. And it felt like I was giving myself words of wisdom. And I just said, Life has thrown me many worst-case scenarios. The final curtain has closed on my play countless times, yet every single finale has been followed by a sequel. If the worst is yet to come, let it come. All I have control over is this moment right now. And I mean it. And it's true. And the same thing goes for all of you. Um, life is what it is. Good things happen. Bad things happen. Eventually, everything happens. All you can control is right now, how you react to it, and what you do. And I don't know, until the time comes that I'm not supposed to anymore or that it's no longer beneficial, I'm just going to be chill. I'm all right. Hopefully you are too. Thank you guys. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate your support. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. If you're in the States, if you are not in the States, I hope you have a happy Friday today. I had a happy Thursday yesterday. Unless you're listening to this on a different day, have a happy day of whenever it is. Thank you. Love you guys. Until next time, this is James Gubbins saying be well. Bye, Pat. I'm dead.